the kingdom of God is inside you and all around you. I've been on this planet for 31 years and there's nothing here for me. And they were saying to the person I was with that they felt the last final ingredient would be for the vehicles to be dead. Not in a mansion of wood and stone. When doing a Wiccan ritual, one feels in connection with something very, very old and connected to the earth. And those things that we find deeply moving and beautiful, the moon, the sunsets, those parts of nature that we don't understand that give us a sense of mystery and awe. Split a piece of wood and God is there. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony. There's nothing to death, it's like Max said, it's just stepping over in another plane. Don't, don't be this way. Stop this hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists to die. Lift a stone and you will find God. Hello, heretics. I am your host, Jesse Kay, and you're listening to the Heretic Podcast. Uh, this episode is a little special for a couple of reasons. It's the first one that I have set up since my extremely long hiatus. Perhaps it was something I should have addressed in more previous episodes, uh, but we just didn't get around to it. Uh, first of all, uh, another special reason today is I have my husband co-hosting with me. Hello. And yes, he is my husband now, no longer fiance. We got married in October, which is one reason why I took a break. Uh, second reason is I was sick for a long time last year, uh, very off and on, but extremely uh, bad. Come to find out we had CO2 poisoning in the house and it was making me extremely sick and tired and drained and the podcast was just hard for me to keep up with. But now that we got that out of the way, um, things are getting a little better and I am ready to start uh, booking again. So if anybody's listening and I have contacted you previously, please get a hold of me or I will get a hold of you and we will work something out. Um, if Nobody knows. My husband's name is Cole. Uh, he does all of our editing and he does the intro and he's just an all around awesome guy. And another reason why it's kind of fun to have him on here is because a lot of the topics that we discuss on this podcast, he is a skeptic in a lot <laughs> of it. And it's nice to get a skeptic's per, uh, perception every once in a while. So now that I'm done with all of that, uh, let me introduce you to our first guest. This is Edward. And Edward today is going to be talking about a subject that I haven't been able to talk about in a while, so it's going to be really cool. We're going to be talking about ghosts. So, Edward, the floor is all yours. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Thank you. How are about you? Doing well. Doing well. It's good to be back in the, back in the chair again. Good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where would you like to start? I know you said that um, you've had some experiences. Your daughter's had some experiences. Uh, no, my son and my sister. Oh, your son and your sister. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so, uh, when my sister was eight years old, she told us that a man in gray walked in, uh, in her room, uh, noticed that she saw him. So he tipped his hat and then walked out the other wall into the yard. And since she said it was a man in gray, I'm going to assume that he was a Confederate soldier. 
Interesting. Um, was, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what state was this taking place in? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, you said she was eight years old? Yes, ma'am. And uh, your property, uh, was there kind of any history there? Uh, no, but Nashville was heavily fought. So. And so did she kind of tell your parents about this or did she just tell you? Uh, she told my dad. And what did your dad say? Uh, nothing. He just told me. Uh, but, you know, I don't think he really believes but, you know, it just seems kind of weird for an eight-year-old who doesn't know anything about civil war history to, you know, come up with something about a man in gray. Right, right. And did, so I'm assuming you believed her? Yes. And are you older than her? Yes, I'm the oldest. Oh, you're the oldest. Okay. So about how yeah. old were you at this time? Uh, let's see. I was probably about 11. 11. Okay. Yeah. Was it just the one time that she saw it? Yes, ma'am. That's the only time that she saw anything that she I know about. And did, was there any interaction between her and the ghost, or she just kind of she just kind of saw it? Uh, I I think she just saw it, and then he recognized that he was being watched, so he tipped his hat to her, you know, just being polite, oh. and then just continued his walk. Wow. It's not very often I get uh, just nice, friendly ghost encounters <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, nice, polite ghosts. <laughs> yeah, polite ghosts, <laughs> which, I mean, I guess it is a thing. Um, I, I hear ghost stories, and usually it's, they're always bad. And I, I don't believe that every ghost encounter should be terrible. Mm -hmm. I, just because you see one doesn't necessarily mean that they're out to kind of get you i guess right <laughs> so, yeah some of them just trapped i guess you know yeah what was her what was your sister's reaction was she scared or was she just kind of like uh i don't i don't know uh my dad never did say if she was scared or or what but i guess she probably was just a little bit or else she went you know gone and told him right because you know man in your room <laughs> right yeah See, when you first mentioned uh, Gray and that he tipped his hat, of course, my first thing went to uh, the Slender Man because the Slender Man always has like a hat on, I guess. And he just kind of like, uh, I like kids that think he's a little newer than. Yeah, that's than me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in my fifth. I'm 50. So, you know, Slender Man is a little new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how old Slender Man is. It's a Reddit thing. Is it a Reddit thing? Really? Damn. Explain. Oh, God, I don't remember um, everything off of it. But yeah, it just kind of became uh, it's an it's an of Internet age ghost story, essentially. So um, it's not like an old classic. Story. No, no. It started off like they used to Photoshop him into pictures like old timey pictures. And then they would be like, look at this, look at these pictures I found. It would become this big discussion point, you know, on Reddit and everything. But it, it was like a part of, uh, there was like a handful of other, um, like, I don't know what you'd want to call them, like modern age Reddit ghost stories. But Slenderman kind of became like the super popular one. Um, and yeah, he's, I don't think he wears a hat though. Pretty sure he just wears a, like a tuxedo and he's like a, like a white kind of like mannequin. 
oh like a faceless thing it's it's been a while since i i really watched anything about it but yeah that's that's an internet internet one look at my husband the skeptic giving me a history on the slender man listen i like <laughs> i like all the the weird internet mystery stuff well i just remember an episode on a different podcast where a guest came on and they were talking about how they saw this ghost with a hat and a tuxedo but he was gray and so they called him slender man so I, I mean, he's always like he's always had thing. yeah, like white, featureless skin, and he's like ten feet tall, very skinny. Oh, learned something new today. There's video games <laughs> about it you can play. If you want to do that? You would mention video games. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, kind of let's let's move on here. So nothing else ever really happened in the house. Uh, no, I was sleeping in the basement. And I woke up uh, one night and I saw a, like a white humanoid shape walking and then all of a sudden it blew up. So. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like just uh, like exploded. Yeah. So I don't know if. Wow. You know, another war thing and, you know, he got hit by a cannonball and or what. No sound, yeah. just just explosion. Yeah, no sound. Wow. And what what was your reaction to that? Uh, let's just say I didn't go to sleep for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you end up telling your dad about that? Uh, no, I kept that to myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have you told anybody else, like through your life, that you saw that? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, you're the first. Oh well, well, thank you're you. my first. <laughs> Trusting me with that. No, I, um, I've had some really strange encounters too that I didn't tell anybody about for a long time because people look at you like you're crazy. Um, yeah. Or you just really don't know if what you saw is what you saw, or if you're half asleep and you thought you saw something. Uh, so I can understand the dilemma on whether or not to tell somebody something. The first ghost I ever saw was at my friend's, uh, her and her husband, they lived in this duplex and it was an actual little girl. Uh It scared the ever ever living crap out of me. I was sleeping downstairs by myself and they were all upstairs and we already knew there was something really strange happening in the apartment. We've had a, a lot of really wild encounters. But I wasn't expecting me to see something. And I know she had mentioned before that there was a little girl in the apartment. And even as like a big believer in the paranormal and everything else, my brain was kind of thinking, okay. And and nope, sure enough, I look over at the staircase and just saw the quickest flash of this, this little girl. And I'm sure for the rest of my life, I will never forget what she looked like. And the next morning I, I told my friend about it and I was scared to go to sleep too. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night either. And I know she didn't mean me any harm, but when you see something like that, your brain tries to process it. Yeah. And you're staying awake thinking, did I really see that? Or was it my imagination or is it because I'm in somebody else's house that I'm sleeping in? And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of things that go into questioning when you see something unusual. Right, right. So, uh, 
in it, so in this house where it was about the only two things that that kind of happened there uh yes ma'am that i can remember so tell me um more about other encounters that you've had okay so the house that we live in now um apparently used to be a lake owned by purity dairy oh. and i guess a contractor bought it drained the lake and whatever and put up houses so uh the stuff that happens here i'm thoroughly confused about you know like how could it happen if it used to be a lake so um like i will hear a woman woman's voice i've never seen her but she'll call me deer and she'll i'll just hear this whisper of deer and uh i've asked my wife are you calling me because i'll be in another room when i hear it and either she's asleep or she didn't call, call for me and one night it called my son's name which that really creeped me out because i don't know how you know it learned his name but you know mm-hmm. but that's about the most interaction i've had with this female ghost so you've never seen her you just hear her yeah i just hear say usually just one word so you have i've tried to answer her of lady of the lake <laughs> well i tried to answer her but uh never got a reply so so uh you said your son has had encounters correct yeah, he had one. He was sleeping in our bedroom, and he said a a bloody man came up to the bed wearing a red shirt, and you know it scared him. Apparently, it did, didn't do anything or say anything. I guess it disappeared once it scared him. And you know, like I said, this used to be a lake, so I don't know where this man in red came from. Do you, do you think maybe the lake has always been there, or is it maybe something that's kind of new? I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's was man made by purity, mm-hmm. or or what. I just know that it used to be a lake for purity's cows to drink from. Is this still in Tennessee? Yes, sir. I was going to say, kind of keeping on theme with. Uh, old wars it's a bloody man in red in the south could have been a british soldier american revolution yeah. war of 1812 you know something along those lines yeah I, I thought about the revolutionary war but i was like no revolutionary war didn't come down to tennessee maybe 1812 i don't know were they still wearing i think they still red? were i feel like they were probably i don't think it much lot of changes in uniform in that long, this short time no i was gonna say cole would know better than me so <laughs> <laughs> oh he's the history person he's he's the smarter person in general so <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i mean i'll be the first to admit it he tells me the most bizarre things uh in about the most bizarre topics Just, i do like history a lot yeah it's like yeah. one subject in school i was always really Really interested in it was really good at. So I'm yeah. more of the, the ghostly person. He's more of the history buff <laughs> and buff and everything else. Uh, it's So we actually had this uh, discussion 
I, I don't remember which episode it was in, but when it comes to properties or houses, I feel like it doesn't matter whether your house is extremely new or if it's extremely old or your property's new, your property's old. The reality of the fact is that all of our land has history. Right. And things get trapped. Things don't move on. So you could be building a house on any property at any time and something can happen because we weren't the first ones here. We're not going to be yeah. the last ones here. For all we know, we could become ghosts and start haunting the people that, you know, are <laughs> residing in our house. Um, and then there's always that, that fact where because there's so much history on our land, I like for people, for my guests afterwards to go dig into the history of their properties because you don't really know what happened there. Uh, for all you know, the lady, for example, she could have drowned. She could have died on the property at some point. Like we, we just don't know as to why these uh, spirits can't move on from their deaths and why they're still kind of kind of here. So I don't know if that's something also that you've taken into consideration that maybe our land is just so old. We yeah. Don't know what yeah. happened here. Uh, so what does your, your wife think about all of this? Well, she was, um, you know, like I said, you know, she, she didn't know, I guess she didn't know what to think about this voice out of here. Maybe, you know, maybe she thought I was just hearing things in my sleep or, or what, you know, and she was a little frightened uh, when my son, you know, talked about the guy in red. So, uh, but uh, she, I think she believes, but she's not like a believer, believer, you know, mm -hmm. you know just believes a little bit because uh, she's Chinese. So she, you know, uh, when our pets die, she will uh, feed them with the uh, incense. Mm -hmm. and everything and you know she's mentioned that when she passes away that you know i should burn some hell money for her okay so she's she's a little bit more spiritual on the spiritual side as well yeah so that kind of makes a lot of sense as to why she she believes but is still a little skeptical yeah <laughs> has, has she yeah. never really seen anything herself uh she hasn't told me so not that you know of not yeah yeah told you <laughs> but yeah she she's described you know all the spiritual stuff that goes with you know a chinese person's death you know you burn hell money so that they can have money in the afterlife burn cars burn houses furniture you can burn people and animals all paper mache of course <laughs> oh okay i was that was going to be my next question um <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, all paper mache so that way uh, you know, the more stuff you burn for them, the better life they will have, you know, more luxurious life that they'll have. You know, if you burn people, then they'll have guards, burn animals, then they'll have pets, you know, fancy cars, you know. That's interesting. I didn't know that about. Yeah, seems a lot of uh, materialistic of an afterlife for me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, it's not necessarily a bad thing, I don't think. And at least you're not burning real people. It's just paper mache. Because <laughs> <laughs> my brain did automatically go there. I was like, oh my, like you're burning people? 
<laughs> yes, human sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some people do. So that's why I was like, you know, each to each their own. I don't hear this. This isn't happening. Uh, <laughs> you guys do you. So uh, how old was your son when he saw the bloody ghost? Uh, I think he was about seven. Seven. Yeah, he he's 11 now. Oh, wow. He never saw anything after after that? No, he hasn't mentioned it. Have you had any um, kind of, I guess, questionable things happen in your current house? Any electrical issues or cold spells? No, no, I haven't. No. It's really, it's really interesting that they just kind of you know, showed up like kind of once and then. Well, the, the woman, uh, she pop up every so often. She's not just a one-time thing. Okay. She's came by a couple of times. Sorry. My son walked in. That's okay. (laughs) I mean, he's more than welcome to tell his side of the story too. So. Oh no, he was handing me, uh, homework. (laughs) Oh, well, that's important too. (laughs) Have you heard the the lady recently? Uh, no, it's been about a year or two. Do you think there's a reason as to maybe why she stopped? No, because she wasn't very regular in the first place. Mm-hmm. I might hear like once, once a year, maybe at the beginning. And, you know, or and then she'll stop for a while and then she'll come back. So I don't know if she's just not strong enough to draw energy to manifest right right could very well be does your uh since your wife is a little bit more spiritual does she kind of do things to protect the home yeah she's got um i forgot what they're called they're they're mirrors okay and she put a one in the front door and one on the back door okay and supposed to repel uh-huh. Spirits. Yeah, mirrors are a big thing to repel. Yes. My friends actually give me little mini mirrors. Um, yeah, these uh these are kind of octagonish with some sort of uh deco- oriental pattern on it mm-hmm. and with a circular mirror in the middle. Okay, cool. Yeah, mirrors are interesting because you have the one side where they tell you to always cover your mirrors or yeah, I know the Jews do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they usually do that after, after a death and it's so they don't have to worry about their appearance as they're mourning. Um, at least that, that was what I was always told. I don't know if there's maybe more to that, but they also, there's also people who believe that mirrors are portals into the, into like another world. Mm Mm-hmm. We have a mirror in our bedroom, and at first it made me a little nervous because when you sleep, supposedly you can astro project into the mirror and then open things. Uh, so they recommend that you cover your mirrors when you go to sleep. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, mirrors don't really creep me out. I have a friend who she she absolutely hates mirrors. She, she's terrified of them. She does not like them in her home. She doesn't like looking into them. Uh, I don't really get 
too concerned over mirrors, but then I started reading about the portals opening and then I started to kind of fear them just a tiny bit. But then I read that if you have your mirror facing a window, then it gives whatever could possibly come through the mirror another place to leave from. Uh So our mirror does face a window. So I was thinking, okay, this is a little better because it's facing a window. Um, I, I don't like people telling me creepy things about mirrors because we look at mirrors all the time. Like it's, it's in our nature. We get up in the morning, yeah. <laughs> there's a mirror, we get ready for the day, there's a mirror. And so I, I try not to think about the mirrors being portals, <laughs> even though they very well could be. Uh, so repelling is interesting too, because that's the other side of the whole mirror thing is you use mirrors to repel. So I'm wondering if, has she always had these mirrors in your house? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, we put them up uh, not long after we moved in. After you moved in? Yeah. So that could also be another factor into why it, this is kind of more of an occasional thing as to a more continuous thing. Yes. With what you're hearing, what your son's seeing. So that's very interesting. Your wife sounds very interesting. I would like to I would like to talk to her someday too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially about the paper mache. Um so if you've had only these these few encounters, so has it changed your perspective on the afterlife or just this world in general? Uh no, I've always kind of believed in ghosts, even it's just the, just a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So now my parents, they don't really believe, especially my mother. She, you know, she believes you go either go up or down, heaven or hell. So what was your, your, did you have a very strong religious upbringing? Southern Baptist. Okay. You did have. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that's all I had to say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that didn't really change your perspective on on things no no because i mean if you read the bible they mention you know uh i forgot who but somebody did witchcraft to bring elijah spirit into the world so apparently you know you can you know bring forth ghosts um and you know i believe elijah you know elijah got onto him for doing that you know you're supposed to leave the dead alone and uh so to me that means you know there's you know there's spirits you know either stuck in the ground or maybe they're wandering around and and, you know you're not supposed to bother (laughs) right right i I don't think it's so much that we're bothering them it's just so much that they're bothering us (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's not necessarily true either but there's a lot of people who do a lot of things that they shouldn't do to kind of talk to the dead yeah, um, or to invoke the dead, but that's a totally different topic. Um, what are, what are your spiritual beliefs now? If you don't mind me asking, uh, I, I still believe in, you know, God and Jesus and everything. So, but, you know, I still believe, you know, that, uh, I don't think we go directly from what I, you know, read in the Bible and everything. You know, it seems like we're waiting for judgment on the final days. 
because you know he uh, says you know he'll call forth from the sea and the land, mm-hmm. and so that to me that means you know you're stuck somewhere. You know, either you're stuck in the ground where you're buried, or maybe you're wandering the earth as a ghost, or you know. So it seems like maybe you're still around. So from from your perspective, why do you think? Uh, ghosts kind of stick around do you think it's uh a lot of people think it's unfinished business some people think it's uh denial you know they don't really know that they're dead so what do you think? uh i haven't really formed an opinion i've heard about the you know maybe they got something they didn't finish or um something they need to do or warn somebody about you know so i mean I, you know i really don't know do you think maybe the the lady at the lake is trying to warn you about something? Uh, maybe, or she's, uh, I don't know, because she, she talked, when she said, you know, she's calls, you know, like deer or honey or something like that. So she's, seemed to be, maybe she's like for her husband. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to pick up on it. The male energy being there. Yeah. Could have something to do with it big time. So maybe she lost her husband or and she's just searching. Searching for him, yeah. Well, that's actually really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't sound like she's trying to scare you. It almost sounds like she's trying to connect with you. Yeah. So let's ask my my skeptic over here. What are your thoughts <laughs> on everything? Um I guess I, I I should say I grew up with uh kind of had both sides of the spectrum my mom grew up you know in a religious family my her dad you know is still a pastor to this day so i grew up going to church um you know we grew up a christian family but nazarenes as far as, far as our denomination went um my dad has always been a ghost like just really into about everything ghosts. that's true your dad is a bigfoot man and I yeah bigfoot ghosts um <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he is on board with all the alien stuff um, as well. But so like, I don't know, for me, I kind of, I see it from a lot of different perspectives. I, I'm not closed minded. I'm, I've just never experienced anything personally. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't like make a habit to go out and hang out in places, you know, where, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, hey, there's a lot of ghost activity here. I have done that stuff. I've been in some of uh, some of the places that have been on like some of the paranormal shows like the Moundsville State Penitentiary in West Virginia. I've been at whatever the haunted, uh, the old abandoned asylum down in Athens, Ohio, like it's on Ohio University's campus. I've been there uh, in just a couple of different places. And I just I don't know. I still have never had anything you know i hear people talk about all the time like oh you know hey i saw this or i felt this or whatever and i don't know if i'm just oblivious to it which could you know (laughs) very well be the case but um i don't know it's to me i like to see i like to see things with my own eyes you know i don't um i don't take it as like i don't necessarily take people's word as much as I think other people do. Um, it's just, but at the same time, I also don't, I'm not saying that like these things can't happen or these things don't exist, you know, as far as like 
um, you know, why a ghost might be here. I mean, I don't know. It could be plenty of reasons. Um, I believe in an afterlife. I believe that there is a God um, uh-huh. you know, and all of these things. So just for me, it's like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it personally. I've only ever really heard stories and seen stuff, you know, that you might see on TV and things like that. And so right. a lot of that stuff, you know, because on the TV aspect, this is what I'd always kind of argue with my dad about was it, it was made for entertainment. And if you go somewhere hoping to film something and nothing really happens, you're not going to put that on the air. Like you're going to manufacture something. So it's like, you can't always believe, you know, things that you see on TV or on the internet or whatever. And I think that holds true more so now than it ever has. But, you know, it's just kind of how I look at it. It's uh, I I think this stuff can happen. Um, But, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody can, it's it's like uh it's like the intelligent life out there in the universe like i don't know if we're ever going to be able to definitively say one way or another if something is there maybe someday but you know it yeah. won't happen in our lifetime so you know it's just it's it's kind of always been that you know i just try to see things from every aspect in different angles and you know try to i guess form my opinion if you will um as off of as much information and, and experiences that I, as I can. Right. So Edward, if you wouldn't have ever seen anything with your own eyes, do you think that would have changed your opinion on this a lot? I know you said that you've always believed in ghosts, but do you think seeing, seeing things and hearing things has kind of uh, solidified that for you? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. But, you know, like he was saying, you know, I've watched some, you know, like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. And I think some of that, you know, is a little bit out there. I agree <laughs> with that. I don't, I don't watch them at all. I think they're too dramatic. Uh, and I would much rather sit down and talk to people like you. Right. Seen things and not been so. These people go into these places and they they purposely try to piss off these entities to get them to talk or to get them to move things. Or, and it's like, that's not how this is supposed to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's like going into your house and, you know, doing things to make you mad just so you would do some parlor trick. (laughs) It would work though. That's the thing. (laughs) It would work, you know, and that's the whole concept I think behind and, and like, you know, my husband said, it's, it's very, it's it's there for entertainment and you're not going to put just you know two hours of nothing happening on air nobody's gonna watch it yeah um i can i can see that perspective so you're uh we're kind of gonna get a little bit off topic here but they kind of go hand in hand and i i like to ask my guests regardless what is your your opinion of things like Bigfoot or Dogman or Mothman or all of these, they're becoming so popular and I kind of wanted your you on that. I don't know. I never heard of Dogman. Uh, heard of werewolves, guy. but not Dogman. And I think Mothman is more of a New Jersey thing, isn't it? West Virginia. West Virginia? Okay. The skeptic uh, everything about Mothman. Well, I to be fair, <laughs> when I was an undergrad, I, I went to school that in a place that was like an hour and a half away from where Mothman is. 
and you can go see the big Mothman statue in town. Um, uh, the name I got to look up the name of the town because it's escaping me now. But uh, yeah, that's a West Virginia thing. Oh, okay. See, in Tennessee, the big thing here is the Bell Witch. Ooh. Okay. And she lived in. On that? Huh? You want to give us some background on that? Because I've never. Heard yeah, of she uh, lived in Adams, Tennessee, which is about forty-five minutes from Nashville or so. Um, I cannot remember the reason why, but she had a feud with uh, Mr. Bell and his family, and she would haunt them, casting spells and stuff. And uh, she, she even uh, Andrew Jackson uh, got wind of this when he in his house when he lived in his house in Hermitage, Tennessee. So he took a ride up there and she caused his carriage to get stuck in the mud on the way up there and told him to go back home. And so he went back home. (laughs) He didn't interfere anymore in that. uh, But eventually she passed away. um, And I haven't yet. I want to go, but I haven't been to the Bell Witch Cave also in Adams. And the story is, is if you take something from the cave, like a rock or something, then you will be haunted with bad luck or whatever until you mail that rock back. Please return back to the cave. And apparently I've looked on their website and it's stories about, you know, them getting rocks rocks. and stuff back. Yeah. People take rocks, not believing in it. Then, you know, she comes and visits and they send it back. I was going to say that is something Cole would do for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Let me test it here. (laughs) By the way, the Mothman's Point Pleasant, West Virginia. There's oh, a museum is it down there too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They've got like in uh, somewhere, I haven't been down to the statue, but I've seen a lot of pictures of it. Uh, it's somewhere just kind of out there. There's just this giant silver statue of the Mothman. Yeah. He's got glowing red eyes, and you just take pictures with him. So well, now that I know about the, is it called the Bell Witch? Yeah. Bell. Uh-huh. There's some the Bell Witch. I might want to contact and take a little road trip because now I'm really curious. Because I'm oh, yeah. in love with local folklore. Uh-huh. Because where we live, uh, there's there's so much of it. And it's so I guess it's something I kind of grew up on. And it's always been fascinating to me. It's more fascinating to me than the bigger stories like Mothman or Bigfoot. Or I love local folklore because I just feel that there's a little bit more truth to it, I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, she was definitely a real person. Um, but, you know, how much, you know, was true and how much was exaggerated by the bells, you know, I, don't, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I'm going to have to uh, to get a hold of now, which I, I've been to Tennessee once and I loved it. So I would love to kind of take some more time and... and Definitely do some a little bit of ghost hunting. I'm not going to take a rock though. Oh, you know. 
gotta respect the dead so why the, <laughs> why the cave though why is it, it is there something in connection with the cave uh i can't remember it's been so long since i read up on her uh you know maybe that's where she used to live because you know this is back in 1800s and stuff so maybe she you know one of those recluse people and lived in a cave to get away from everybody that seems very witchy yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's probably why she you know was thought of as a witch because you know maybe she lived in the cave and people are like oh she must be a witch you know she's gonna live in a cave right you know you know uh it's, it's been a while since i read up on you know there's a a book on the history of the bell witch so i'm gonna have to check it out because now i'm just i'm really interested in that like i, said, I love local <laughs> folklore so i'm glad that that got brought up yeah and i'm sure that's not the only the only story about tennessee considering a lot of the historical events that have happened there well um uh, when i went to travel school um they're now you know, out of business, but we had a teacher who took us around places in Tennessee or in Nashville. I mean, excuse me. And the Union Hotel, um, it's now more of a restaurant bar type thing, uh, but it used to be a train station and Confederate soldier, dead Confederate soldiers used to come in on the trains uh some live ones too you know but uh supposedly this one woman was waiting for her husband to come home but he came home in a box so she jumped off the union station and killed herself and so she's seen wandering the hotel looking for her husband oh she's been seen elevators and looking at windows and stuff so yeah and uh the places where war happens is where a lot of people see the most activity yeah uh there's another hotel uh i can't remember the name but uh there's a woman that wanders around the lobby uh so apparently the story was that her husband was in the government, like a senator or something. And uh, apparently there's an underground passage from the Capitol building to the hotel. And he would smuggle his mistress uh, to the hotel. Well, his, apparently somehow his wife found out and she went to the hotel and caught them and killed herself. Mm. So now she wanders the lobby, um, uh, but they won't talk about it. The hotel staff is supposed to keep mum about it. So, wow. But so apparently don't... she's she's a she's a full apparition. She'll come out and wander around, seen by security guards and staff. So, so they don't really a lot because a lot of places like that they use. Um, <laughs> ghostly encounters and stuff as to bring in tourists but these people have to stay quiet well yeah because it's it's one of those uh high class hotels okay okay you know you don't want ghost hunters wandering around 
disturbing your guests in suits and tuxedos. (laughs) (laughs) And the final place he took us was to the Capitol building itself, where uh, President Polk and his wife are buried above ground. So uh, they're, they're there. And the building on the east and west side have bodies buried in the wall. The uh, people who, the architect and I guess the guy over the construction, you know, they they built it. And they uh, apparently wanted to be buried in the building, but because there was so much bad blood between the two of them that they buried them on opposite sides of the building so they wouldn't ever meet so um you you went on these tours yes yeah yes did you do you ever get eerie feelings going through these buildings uh no we didn't uh get any i guess they were taking the night off or maybe they come in later in the night so you know we just did it during you know seven eight o'clock at night you know yeah. Uh, so when I lived in Florida, one of my favorite about the actually, I'll, I'll be honest here about the only place that I did like in Florida was St. Augustine. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of reminding me of that. Uh, St. Augustine is a v- extremely old city. Uh, it was one of the first cities founded in America. A lot of wars happened there. They have like the forts. All of the roads are still brick. Uh, the houses are still the original houses. They're, I don't think they're allowed to create newer houses, like modern houses in St. Uh-huh. Augustine because of it's a historical landmark. Right. And they would do ghost tours there and you would actually go at night and they would take you through the pharmacies and the houses. But the really cool thing about it is the forts that were there were open game you could go there at any time of the day day or night didn't matter they just they're like hey if you want to go climb the forts or go ghost hunting at the forts that's cool with us and Mm. it was the coolest thing ever because most of the time when it comes to places like that they cut it off after a certain time right you couldn't go into the graveyards but you could still go into the forts and going to those forts at midnight or after midnight was so chilling and yet very fascinating at the same time so if anybody ever has a chance saint augustine is a beautiful city with a lot of history and it's it's a lot of fun there's a lot to do there it's a nice little touristy ghosty area you have anything oh cole's looking something up (laughs) has your has your wife uh did she go on these tours with you too uh, no, uh, I was I was in travel school. Oh, that's so. right. You told me that. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> another. I, when you were saying Saint Augustine, that's where they that's where the Fountain of Youth is supposed to be too. Yes. Yeah, I had to think about that. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that I was right before I said it and was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we went there when we went to Saint Augustine, but I do remember them. Yeah, good old Ponce that de Leon. Should go there before it gets too late. <laughs> 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 okay before we wrap this up because we are 
hitting that time. Uh, okay. Bigfoot. We didn't say Bigfoot. We. I need your opinion on Bigfoot. I need everybody's opinion on Bigfoot. I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, I've seen the blurry pictures like everybody else. So yeah. Yeah. I, it's possible. I mean, different uh, places have their own version, like the Yeti. Right. Yes. So it's a possibility possibility but you know the more that we as humans expand out and tear up you know forests and stuff to build houses and everything you know it seems it's more and more unlikely because we you know i, I would think the he she it would come out and be a little mad because <laughs> we're tearing up you know their home well i've noticed that there's been the sightings the number of sightings is getting crazy recently and there's a oh, lot yeah. of theories behind it. And I think that could very well be one of the theories. So here in the Midwest, uh, cause you're right. They have different names. We call him grass man here. Well, oh, okay. the Midwest does. I still call it Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I've never heard that. But yeah, I didn't either until <laughs> I talked to, uh, this, I, I was on another podcast uh, that had to do with uh, the paranormal and I was telling him about one of my Sasquatch encounters and he's like, oh, well, you you know, the Midwest calls it Grassman, which I had no idea until that moment. But Yeah, that might be a American Indian term or something. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where it came from. <laughs> I should have asked him that. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, I don't really <laughs> know why we call it the Grassman here. Um, but anyway, there's a town that's next to us and there's been about five different sightings, five or six different sightings within the last six months. Oh, well, yeah. And it's really bizarre because a lot of these sightings are in town. They're not in the woods. There's woods around it. Uh They're seeing them on the roads or on the side of the roads or walking across a parking lot. And the first person who came out and said, Hey, I saw this thing as I was coming out of the gym at this time at night stayed anonymous because of all the negative things people were, were commenting on this. And it's like, come on, don't be that. Don't be those people. Don't be so mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, And I feel really bad. And I think that's a, a, really big reason and it goes back to ghostly encounters where people don't like to talk about it because they feel like they're going to be ridiculed and whether you believe it or not cole still doesn't believe my bigfoot encounter (laughs) (laughs) and i just always say i know what i saw and i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep it at that it's like it's like the ghost thing i i have never once denied that there would be a Bigfoot or a, you know a Yeti or whatever. But he doesn't believe his wife when I say but I saw again, Bigfoot. <laughs> I have never experienced it. My big thing with that too is, and, and this one I think is more of a Bigfoot thing than versus like a ghost thing is like with how it goes back to the old blurry pictures. I get you know, and you, you go through the decades, technology you know wasn't the greatest, and the further you go back, the worse it gets. But you think about it now, we all essentially carry 4K cameras with us at all times. Okay. We've got mapping, GPS mapping satellite technology where we can literally get pictures of anything from space, you know, down to grains on the ground. 
And it's like, why have we never ever seen like legitimate? There have been high res ones that have been proven to be false, but like legitimate pictures that are just not okay, just not so, terrible looking. On on the interview with Caps, I asked him the same question, and he made a really good point. I can't explain the satellite ones because that's something I didn't think about, like satellite pictures. But when you encounter something that is out of this world that scares the ever living crap out of you. What is your first thought? Your first thought is not, I'm going to take my phone out and record this. I, or take a I picture think of it this. depends on who you're talking to. Everybody records everything now. If you're talking to somebody who's when like. When you see something that is on all fours and it's about as tall as you are, and you think it's going to eat you, your first instinct is not to get your phone out. <laughs> what do you see from a distance? <laughs> what if you see him off in the distance? I mean, there are plenty of people. I mean, think about like. You see the news stuff stuff on the news all the time. If there's a, I just saw a thing where there's a viral video of a fight going around in Walmart, and if you watch it, there's it's just like a 20 minute fight between these women in Walmart, and there's just like 30, 40 people all with their phones. No one's helping. Like, but that's that's <laughs> humanity being humanity. We, but what I'm saying is like fight. most people's first op, you know, first thing is like I got to get a picture of this. I got to take a video of it. And I think that a younger a person is, the more likely their their first instinct instead of running for their life or whatever is uh, I'm going to try to go viral. <laughs> it's like that was not my first thought when I saw that thing. Well, yeah, but that my also first thought was I'm going to die and I'm I'm accepting it right now. But but what year was that? Uh, 2017. Okay, so it's it's moderately recent, but like I don't know. I still, just still didn't think of taking my phone out. Well, you're I also think it. but you're also not a Gen Zer. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That that's that's all I'm saying is I just feel like there there would be more i feel like if i went out on like purposely to go find bigfoot yes i'd have my i would have i wouldn't have my phone i'd have a good camera going but when you encounter something out of the blue you kind of freeze because you're seeing something you're not used to seeing but if you're, you're going, trying to figure out what it is you're fearful for your life you're not getting your phone if out. you're going there with the sole intent to find something okay that's different you expect to see that's it different. And if you see it, it, you, it shouldn't catch you off guard. Edward's over here like, I'm, I did not come here for a marriage picker. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> trying to get onto my dogs. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. Like when, when the places we went, when we went on our honeymoon. You well, know, that's different. We were intentionally looking for Bigfoot. I know. When, <laughs> when you saw your ghosts, I, I mean, I'm sure your first instinct wasn't, I need to get a picture of this. But he was 11. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have a cell didn't phone have back a camera then. I mean, just the camera in general. I'm sure your first thought when you see a ghost isn't, I need to get a picture of this. I, I think it's a, no. I think it's a generational what's your thing. First, what's your first thought when you see something like that? Uh, I, you know, confused and everything, but, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, in the 70s, you know, that was, you know, there was no viral you know no likes or clicks or anything you know you just right so right you wouldn't it's not something that you would take a picture of you know when you were when i was a kid but i feel like even at this even at this age if i saw a ghost my first instinct upon seeing a ghost is not going to be i need to get a picture of this but the thing with the ghost is different is you know ghosts it's it you they don't they're notoriously not photogenic 
in a way. Or stable, as if, you know. As, as I've if, seen like, those pictures. Just I saying. mean, you will see them, <laughs> but they're not as photogenic as, like, a Bigfoot might Maybe be. Maybe Bigfoot doesn't want to be photogenic. Did you ever think of that? What I'm saying <laughs> is a ghost is supposed to be something that, you know, you can't, like, you couldn't walk up and, like, necessarily touch a ghost. Well, you can't walk right. up and touch Bigfoot. But it, but, but Bigfoot's <laughs> well, theory. not a ghost, though. <laughs> theory. Bigfoot is supposed to be a living creature. You could go I up and go up and pet you Bigfoot. could go up and touch a Bigfoot, but you can't go up and touch, you know, a ghost. Unless Bigfoot is a ghost. <laughs> then how do we have pictures? But you said those pictures aren't valid. No, 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 no. I was saying that the uh, saying that the high res ones. <laughs> a lot of those are proven to be hoaxes. That's all I'm saying. It just seems to me, and again. I'm not denying the existence of any of this stuff. I am just, I am, I, I am just a healthy amount of a skeptic. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be just swayed either way really easy. Like you have to, I have to see it. I have to have like tangible evidence, you know, that I could go, okay, this is irrefutable, you know, but everything that's presented is not presented in that light. And I understand that, you know, you, sometimes you can't always do that. And if something was taken 30 years ago, then obviously, you know, you got to look at limitations of the time. But I just think as technology progresses and we're, we're taking, you know, you think of space technology, we're taking pictures of things that are hundreds of billions of years old now. Yeah, I, I can't. We're I can't photographing black holes. Like, why don't we have <laughs> these good pictures of a big, well, you know, it's like the argument is, is that, uh, you know, you can get a good picture, good, clear picture in space, but, you know, you can't get a real good picture from your security camera. Yeah. Or when you get your driver's there's license. Also ex- <laughs> there's also explanations for security cameras when it comes to Bigfoot. So. Was he an IT guy now? <laughs> I think he's wearing a anti-picture belt <laughs> he throws an em he just kind of tosses an emp grenade and scrambles it and then I walks mean, by listen all these reasons i i get it this is why i love talking about this because these are all good valid points why are there no good captures of a bigfoot because you're right the ones that we do have photos of or videos of are proven to be false they're either somebody dressed in a costume or it's photoshopped or what have you so I understand. I understand the, the skeptic aspect here. Uh, I'm just obsessed with Sasquatch, and I've heard every every theory in the book, and that supposedly they they're not as dumb as we make them out to be, and they can actually avoid cameras. They know where the cameras are located. They know to avoid them. That's that's what I'm told. But satellite imaging. I can't explain the satellite. <laughs> they know imaging. where the satellites are. I can't explain. You said their IT guys. Maybe, maybe on they that. have the uh, the neural implant from Tesla, and they're they're linked up to the Tesla. Slide. I'm gonna get a hold of the guy from Caps, and I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna ask him why we haven't captured Sasquatches on satellite or, or Google Cam, where you know they drive around and yeah, take pictures cars. of everything. Yeah, you can watch. You ever watch the videos about all the stuff you can find on the Google cars yes, and Google Google imaging of like. Oh. <laughs> Where I, th- there's been pictures that they've solved crimes because they've they've taken a picture of somebody dragging a dead body into a lake, but you know, we don't have one of Sasquatch <laughs> that's yet. Sick. That's sick. I like that. I approve that. Yeah. I'm a true crime junkie too, so that's so it's that's like, right up my alley. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. 
I'd like to talk to that guy too. So if we have if we have cameras and stuff in in, in space, why haven't we captured the aliens on camera? Depends on whose theory you buy. You buy the. Uh, what are your views on on aliens, Edward? Uh, I would like to think that there's something out there because I mean, space is just so big for one planet to have life on it. But you know, uh, our uh, transmissions, like our radio shows and TV shows and stuff. You know, maybe they just watch this stuff and go, wow, I don't want to go there. These people people are crazy. I always make this joke that when the aliens fly by our planet, they tell their kids to lock the doors. You know, like, (laughs) we're just going to skip right over that. It's going to be a big nope for us. So the alien thing, like I was saying, it depends on whose thing you buy. I, I really like the, I had to look up the name to pronounce it right. It's the Kardashev scale. I think I might be pronouncing it wrong, but it's basically ranking civilizations on a level from zero. I think it goes to four or to six, but it's basically you rank based on your civilization's ability to harness, uh, you know, resources and energy and stuff from the planets you're on. So like for us, I believe we would be considered a type one civilization because, you know, we basically get everything off of the earth. So to get to the next one, obviously you have to be able to, utilize things off of other planets and then it just kind of basically builds from there with the idea being like the dyson sphere is kind of like the peak of pinnacle of civilization but the idea is that there, there's two schools of thought one is that we are literally the first civilization that developed and so we're ahead of everybody that's one of Typical them I, mentality. I don't i don't know if i buy that one so much but the other one is that we are a later civilization who we haven't quite reach the level of other ones and they have ascended up this scale in that you know if they're a type 4 civilization they can control stars so it would be easy for them to make a not for them for us to not see them ideally like they can mask themselves and the idea being that like you know they watch us and if we get to a certain point that we kind of prove ourselves as a civilization that we would become sort of welcomed into this galactic community if you will but you know the idea was there being so many galaxies and so many planets that i that there could be millions upon millions of civilizations and it's almost kind of like an exclusive club like they don't just do it to everybody because they want you to prove that you're worth and maybe we haven't hit that yet what about the people who have seen aliens or been abducted by aliens okay it's kind of goes with the uh the sasquatch stuff oh man (laughs) it depends on who you talk to (laughs) Um, I don't know, like, it's kind of weird that it's always like a, a certain type of a person who claims to have been abducted and probed by an alien, for example. I would ask you what type of person that is, but I'm not going to ask you what type of person that is. I mean, I think anybody would understand. I, it doesn't take too much of uh, Googling to, to find that stuff out, but um, I don't know. I think it's... Have, have you ever met anybody who's who said that they've either seen aliens or been abducted? No, no. So yeah, no I think I think those people usually keep, keep to themselves unless they really want attention, money. money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it, I you know, like the the UFO thing. 
you know, like I know like the, the federal government's come out over the last few years and, and it said the existence of UFOs. I think some people mistakenly think that is like aliens, but a UFO can literally be anything that's flying in the air that you don't know what it is yet. Why do you have to ruin everything? <laughs> I'm not ruining things. I'm just telling you from, you know, you called me a skeptic. No, I know you believe in aliens. I do believe in aliens. Yeah, you, I don't but think... you've never seen one, but you believe in aliens. Right. But you've never seen a ghost, but you don't believe in ghosts. I've never said I don't believe in you've ghosts. You've never seen a Sasquatch, and you don't believe in Sasquatch. <laughs> I mean, when, when we edit this, I'll point out to you the points that I said. I, I am not denying the existence of these things. <laughs> because I would be foolish to say that definitively. All I'm saying is they could exist. I don't know. And I think it is very hard to get a general consensus of whether something does or does not exist. The alien thing I think is different because with literally how infinite space is that you can't tell me that there isn't something else out there. Like there's a lot of this planet that we haven't quite fully discovered, you know, not even talking about the ocean, but you know, you think of like the wilderness, the Amazon. Yeah. You think of like the Amazon and stuff, but for the most part, we've covered pretty much the vast majority of this planet we have discovered so little about space and you know even we, we've got things in space you know like voyager one and voyager two who are like in the Oort cloud now like the, it's still going to be four hundred thousand or like four thousand years until they reach like the next star like it's it's mind-boggling and and out of all of that like space is literally infinite where the earth is finite we're eventually going to discover everything that there is to discover on this planet but the planet isn't ever expanding and ever growing like spaces. So that's why for me, it's without seeing an alien, it makes more sense as to why some sort of alien life. And it's not like the green guys with little antennas on their head or whatever. It's not the Mars attacks aliens. You I know? love Mars attacks. It's <laughs> but there's, there's something out there. I mean, they're finding water on other planets and water is, a, a, you know, such an essential thing for life as we know it currently. Like, there's at least microscopic life on other planets, which is technically alien. Now, has it developed? You know, we don't know. But that's why I feel way more confident in saying that, like, yeah, there's other life in the universe versus, like, maybe there's a Sasquatch or maybe there's ghosts on, the pl- on our planet. I would just like to quickly point out that if anybody has been abducted by aliens or seen UFOs, I do not believe that you're just... Uh, wanting to tell people about it for money or attention and I would more than likely like or more than love to have you on the show because I am obsessed with aliens <laughs> even if you do just want the attention that's fine but I can't pay you anything so you're not going to make any profit off of it <laughs> but I will give you all the attention that you want <laughs> you don't want to go down this alien rabbit hole with me no we could have a whole episode on just the alien rabbit hole which we should do one day Space, but but I had to know the Bigfoot part. I mean, it's kind of my thing. I just, I love yeah. Bigfoot, so. If anything, I am rooting for a Yeti because the Yeti is the thing that looks like, it looks like the thing that cut off Luke Skywalker. Or <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, cut, didn't cut him up. That's what he cut the arm off of in Empire Strikes Back. So go Yetis. <laughs> you know, a Yeti is just another name for Bigfoot. Yeah, but he's like an Arctic Bigfoot. Okay. So that's believable because of Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would just, I'm just space. trying to make that clear. Space. <laughs> Listen, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We don't know what happened. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's, I'm sorry for all the wedding bickering here. Or the marriage that's okay. Bickering. So 
you know, but this is why I like having him on the show sometimes because he's, he has a very different view on things than I do. I'm over here like, yeah, of course you saw this ghost. Yes, of course you heard this ghost. Um, what do you think it's trying to tell you? Or, you know, how did you feel about it? And he's just over here, you know, okay. <laughs> I, I, I never, I always will believe people because, you know. Well, that's good. That's, personal that's encounters are personal encounters. You know, I, I wasn't there, so I can't be like, oh, you're lying. So, you know, <laughs> but I think the stuff can happen. It's just, it's never happened to me. I've never really known a lot of people really who have been like, yeah, I saw something. I did this, this happened. It's every, it, I've always just heard it on the internet or I've heard it on a, on a TV show or something. Or, well, now you're hearing it from Edward. I know. So. I, did, I didn't know Edward two hours ago. Now I know him <laughs> and he's got a dog. You do have a dog. Oh, what's the dog's name? Eddie Van Halen. Oh, I love it. Nice. <laughs> Is he a German Shepherd? No, actually, he's a Belgium and Dutch Shepherd mix. Oh, he's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> he's just a year old, so he's a tension oh, hog. Still a pup. Oh. Actually, you're just a tension hog. <laughs> <laughs> we have four cats, and they're all the same way, so. Yeah. None of them are yes. seen one or two of them walk behind y'all. So yeah, they're uh, they always like to be up in our business. Right now they're all sleeping, which is rare when we're doing uh, a show. So which is nice. I'd rather have them be sleeping than on the counters and stuff. All right. Is there anything you would like to say before we head off here? No. 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 All thank right. you. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Especially thank you so much for your patience. Uh, I know it's instead of a really long hiatus and I appreciate still being able to connect here. And it's, it's, it's been nice. It reminded me as to why I, I enjoy doing this in the first place. So big All right. Well, thanks for having me and good luck. Of course. I will be talking to you soon. All right. Nice talking to you. Thank you for tuning in. And if you like this episode, please share with your friends, your coven, your congregation, or any other groups you consider your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show, just as long as you share the show. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, either message me via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Heretic Podcast, or email me at jessiek at theheretichpodcast.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-E and the letter K at theheretichpodcast.com. This podcast has been a Crow the Raven production. As always, know your stuff before you do your stuff. And most importantly, stay spiritual and stay safe.